For more than a thousand years, the resurrected Sith Empire advanced unchecked in deep space. All the while, we Jedi believed the Sith were extinct, though several self-proclaimed Sith Lords challenged the Republic. They were all fallen Jedi, not true Sith. The true Sith were the biological descendants of the ancient red-skinned race native to Korriban. The true Sith were extinct, except those who fled into exile 900 years ago. The success of their reincarnated civilization is... <sighs> Welcome to Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Daly, and today I've got a few things to say about Sith Lords. But before I get into that, at the beginning of August, I was lucky enough to attend Boston Comic Con. I went with Paul Scavito, who was on episode 2 of this podcast, when we talked about the problem with prequel films. The con was great. I got some old Batman comics I'd been hunting for. I met some legendary comics creators. Paul got some nice custom sketches. We saw the actress Haley Atwell from Agent Carter. She winked at me like, you know. Don't don't ask Paul about that. He didn't see it. Um, I talked about my experience at the con on my other podcasts, both Secret Origins and Flowers and Fishnets. So why am I bringing it up again on the Star Wars show? Well, because I got some gorgeous, gorgeous Star Wars prints by an artist named Emmanuel McGowan. The first one I noticed was her painting of Han Solo frozen in carbonite, painted entirely in black, white, and blue. Then I saw she had a painting of Vader's mask with red and green accents, like the reflections on his and Luke Skywalker's lightsabers at the end of Return of the Jedi, and an orange monochromatic image of Luke in his X-Wing pilot helmet. These looked so good... I almost bought the original canvas paintings, but they were a little pricey, so I settled for the prints. I've scanned them, and they'll be up on the blog and Facebook pages associated with this episode. Go check them out. They're beautiful. And I'll be back in a second to tell you about the trouble with Sith. Here at Quark's, customer satisfaction is our primary concern. I'd say we just found our way into a wormhole. I'm Kira Norris. Lieutenant Commander Worf, reporting for duty, sir. You're the best crew any captain ever had. This may be the last time we're all together. This will shortly become a leading center of commerce and of scientific exploration. And Starfleet, one of our most important posts. It is quite simply, Commander, the journey you have always been destined to take. Sensors are not functioning. We've lost all contact with the space station. What is happening out there? Shields up. 
report. Battle stations. I'm Captain Benjamin Sisko. Welcome to Deep Space Nine. Listen to the Prophets, a Deep Space Nine Two True Freaks presentation with Sean Engel and Andrew Layla. And now with 100% more Paul Spataro. Good morning. Nice of you guys to drop by. Okay, welcome to the latest installment of My Star Wars. Remember, this is where I go on an editorial rant about the things I wish would change in the Star Wars. This segment contains a minor to mild spoiler for The Force Awakens, specifically relating to the character Kylo Ren. If you don't want to hear the spoiler, skip ahead like... Uh, I don't know, uh... Know what? Let's just rip the band-aid off right now. I'm going to say Knights of Ren a couple times in this episode. If you don't want to know the context for that, just skip this episode. So... The latest issue of Entertainment Weekly has a spotlight on the upcoming film, and it reveals a few new bits of information that seem not so significant, but they could turn out to be very important. Maybe the juiciest bit is the confirmation of a fan theory that Kylo Ren is not the character's real name. It doesn't say what his name is, and I'm glad, I don't want to know yet, but it says he changed his name when he joined something called the Knights of Ren. As soon as I heard this, I was filled with equal parts joy and trepidation. The joy came from the simple fact that the word Sith was not attached to this mysterious order. At least not yet. And to further explain my joy, I need to explain why I have come to hate the idea of the Sith in Star Wars over the past 15 years. For context, in case some people forget this, The word Sith was never once mentioned in the classic Star Wars trilogy of films. At no point in time were Darth Vader or the Emperor called the Sith or Sith Lords in those original films. Now, the term does go back to the first movie. Actually, it goes back even further than that. The term Sith Lord was used in, like, the 1950s in some form of sci-fi fantasy. I don't know. But the original novelization of Star Wars canonized the Sith by calling Darth Vader the Dark Lord of the Sith. And that was it. That was the only reference, and there was no other context. Presumably, Alan Dean Foster didn't just pull the term out of thin air. It came from Lucas's screenplay, or the original treatment. For more than a decade, there was no indication that the Sith had any connection to the Force or the Jedi. So calling Darth Vader a Lord of the Sith could have been a statement of his royal or official status within the Empire, or his backstory before he became, you know, an agent of the Emperor. My childhood fan theory when I was growing up, I thought the Sith were like the Empire's elite cadre of Jedi hunters, like part SS, part ninja assassins. This was the group that Darth Vader formed to help him hunt down all of the Jedi except for Obi-Wan and Yoda. I didn't think the Sith had Force powers, I just thought they were scary killers. And, I thought Boba Fett was a former Sith. I don't know why my mind concocted this backstory that Boba Fett was one of Vader's Sith Enforcers, but he crossed the line and the Sith rejected him. That's why Darth Vader and Boba Fett have this kind of tense connection in The Empire Strikes Back. That's what I thought the Sith were, and it worked for me. Then, in the 90s, Dark Horse published the comic series Tales of the Jedi, Dark Lords of the Sith. And the series posited that the Sith were Force-sensitives who 
embraced the dark side and practiced ancient and arcane magics. There is a lot I love about these comics, and you're going to hear Kyle Benning and I talk about them on future episodes of this show. But ultimately, I really don't like the direction for the Sith, and I hate where Lucasfilm took the idea when the prequel trilogy started. What the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and all of the books, comics, and video games since then have done is create this idea of the anti-Jedi. And of course, that makes the Jedi in general, and Darth Vader in specific, less cool and less special. The Sith, as they have been defined and described since 1999, are anti-Jedi. They're defined by their opposite reflection of the Jedi. Their purpose is to undermine and destroy the Jedi and embrace what the Jedi deny. The Sith go to their own evil school with their own evil books. It's, it's a cartoonish kind of bad guy team. They're Decepticons. They're Cobra. The problem with that analogy is that the Jedi aren't the Autobots. At least they're not supposed to be. They ought to be a much more mysterious and amorphous, more fluid. The division of good and bad in the galaxy is not supposed to be Jedi versus Sith. It's Rebellion versus Empire, or Old Republic versus whatever threats to peace and justice that the the Jedi helped guard against. As soon as you name somebody Darth Maul, you kill Darth Vader. What made Vader's story so compelling during the classic trilogy was this idea that he was a hero. He was a great warrior named Anakin Skywalker who succumbed to the dark side, who fell from grace and betrayed the Jedi. It made him unique. It made him one of the greatest villains in all of popular culture. Until you see Darth Maul, and Darth Sidious, and Darth Tyrannus, and Darth Plagueis, and Darth Revan, and Darth Bane, and Darth Cadus, then, aside from making fun of those names, you realize that Darth Vader isn't that unique after all. He's just the latest in a long line of angry, sexually frustrated punks who decide it's better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. That's why I hate the Sith, because the more the Expanded Universe explored them, and they crammed the Sith into so much EU material that Batman and Deadpool would have said, dude, you might be oversaturating the market with your brand right now. And every appearance of a Sith made Darth Vader that much smaller. And every story of a fallen Jedi felt strangely irrelevant because it lacked the legitimacy of the Sith. So that even made a character like Joris Sabaoth from the Thrawn trilogy kind of pointless. And that's a shame because that was a cool damn character and a great story. And all this Sith stuff just felt like a marketing decision to sell red lightsabers and t-shirts to kids who wanted to act like they were bad. Wouldn't it be better if the Dark Lord of the Sith referred to the commander of this monastic order of shadowy murderers? Hell, you could still have a character like Darth Maul in the same costume with the same tattoos. So what does any of this rant have to do with the new Star Wars movie? Like I said... I almost did a dance of joy when I heard the villain in The Force Awakens was named Kylo Ren instead of Darth Merciless or something. The fact that they're now saying he belongs to an order called the Knights of Ren is even better. I don't want to ever hear the word Sith in another Star Wars movie, I swear. 
And yet there's still a little trepidation, because Knights of Ren could be Sith by another name. It sounds like an official order with practices and techniques, and it might be an evil school with evil books. And maybe every knight has Ren in his name. Is that just Darth for a new generation? I don't know. I guess we'll find out this December. Until then, as always, I am trying to remain optimistic because every other thing I've heard about this movie excites me. And that's all for this episode of Dead Bothan Spies. If you enjoyed this show, you can leave feedback at the blog page at deadbothanspies.blogspot.com or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadbothanspies. Even if you don't leave a comment, check out those pages to see the lovely art I picked up at Boston Comic Con by Emma McGowan. It's great stuff. You can also leave a review of the show at iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter at RyanDaily01 or the username Count Druncula. Dead Boffin Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on the show are mine alone. All music and audio clips are used for entertainment purposes and are believed covered under fair use, and I make no money off this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and until next time... Dude, the new movie is only like four months away. They're gonna start to choke Moff Tarkin will respect me Give me medals and a raise With all my newfound sithiness I'll set the force ablaze The emperor who used to only greet me with a yawn He now will say, I'm blown away Much like Alderaan It's a Sithinator, it's a really cool machine My evil will be greater than Darth Vader's ever been You ask all those haters from Naboo to Tatooine They'll say, wow, that Darth Vader's is mean it's my Sithinator, it's got evil moving parts. I'm the Sith creator and my evil's off the charts. And my portrait will be placed on all the grandest evil hearts. And I'll no longer be the lowest of the Darths. I'll no longer be the lowest. The fastest, not the slowest. The yesest, not the knowest. And you'll all be eating crowest. I'll no longer be the lowest of the Darth Vader can kiss my bantha!